Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Joseph Lobbock from Sacred Heart of Jesus Catholic Church in Wadsworth. Welcome, Father. Thanks, Tim. Good to be here with you. It's great to have you again as uh, we go through the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, about what we believe as Catholics. And we've been going through the uh, different commandments, and today we're going to talk about the fifth commandment, Thou shalt not kill. And question 378 of the UCAT asks, Why is it not permissible to take one's own life or the lives of others? Well, obviously, because this is a uh, this is the most precious gift that God has given us is the gift of life to be to exist only God can give us that, and so it's his gift to us, and we don't have the control over it that we like to think we do sometimes, or even the the kind of control we even exercise over it sometimes. The Lord is the Lord of life, He gives the Lord gives, and the Lord takes away. You know, that's what he is, and he's not going to, he's going to do it. If we let him, he's going to do it in the way that's best for everybody. Mm -hmm. So we respect that life of our own life, which is, you know, uh, we talk about suicide uh, or murder. It covers both of these areas. You know, this is forbidden by God that we would do such a thing. You make a good point, Father, when you say that. Our own lives is actually a gift from God. It's a gift. (laughs) And again, we are supposed to utilize that gift, keeping in mind that God is the creator. He created us, and he's the boss, and I'm not. But yet he is all-powerful, all-loving, all-knowing. And again, with that in mind, realizing that he has given us the gift of life, we are to utilize and use our gifts, but not it's not ours to take. Right. And our, it's ours to protect and defend. That's even more and more so uh, should be evident through this commandment, too. And to realize that we are loved by God. God loves us. He created us. If God stopped loving us even for a microsecond, we would cease to exist. So the fact that we are, that we exist, is a constant reminder of the love that God has for us. Now, for many people in the world today, that's a very difficult thing to comprehend. People often think that they're not loved by God. God doesn't care about them. We're lost in a sea of humanity. God has billions and trillions of people that he has created and loved. But God loves each of us individually, as if we were the only one that he created. How can God do that? I have no idea. He's God and I'm not. But I know that this is what he does. So, you know, when people think that they're not loved or not cared about, they have all those kind of poor self-images, that's the one thing that we need to hold on to, is that God loves us. In God's eyes, we are precious, precious to him. You know, and, and 
along the lines of suicide, it, it's never seems to be more tragic than when a young person takes their own life. And it seems that a lot of people that are close to that young person wasn't really aware of what was going on. So this is where we can uh, share our faith without using words, but by being kind to someone, a kind word, or really paying attention to where somebody else is coming from instead of having all the focus on what's going on in my life. By paying attention to other people, again, just a kind word or a kind act could turn somebody who is so severely depressed that they're considering taking their own life that that we can somehow play a part in helping that person realize what you just said, that God loves us all the time, and and if he didn't, we, we wouldn't be able to exist. Right. A simple act of kindness can change someone's whole life. And we wouldn't even we don't even realize how how precious that might be. So it's always good, not just because we like somebody or that's our friend, but even the stranger or someone we don't get along with very well to still go out of our way to help and to be kind. And sometimes that can be just listening to what somebody has to say and they're looking for someone to talk about it to, to get it off their chest and maybe... Again, a, a word of encouragement could actually turn that whole situation around. So. Right, right. All right. Uh, question 379 of the UCAT asks, what sorts of attacks on human life are forbidden by the Fifth Commandment? Well, any kind of an attack on human life, whether it's in a war or any act of violence, is is forbidden by the Fifth Commandment, not just murdering that person, but any kind of an attack on human life. Uh, is is something that opposes God's plan and his law of love. Love one another as I have loved you. Love your neighbor as yourself. And so all of those things uh, are included in that. Uh, abortion, you know, acts of contraception. That God creates human life from the moment of conception to natural death. That's his plan. That's his gift. And that's in his realm not ours. And so we respect that. People, there have been times in history, any kind of, you know, getting rid of, of, of handicapped people, uh, elderly people, all those kinds of things that the sick or the dying, all those things are people that we become very kind of uh, immune to some things because, well, it's a nice thing to do. Let them, so they don't have to suffer. Suffering is not bad. Suffering is not evil. Jesus suffered. So it's a good thing because his suffering brought about our redemption. And our suffering, united with his, will bring about redemption too and help people in ways that we will never know until we get to heaven. Father Frank Pavone, who's the head of Priests for Life, said that if America could see what abortion is, they would be against it. And so a lot of people try to describe it away as a fetus or a blob of tissue. Right. And really the same thing with contraception. Uh, I know some good Christians and even some good Catholic Christians that think that contraception is is acceptable when, in fact, it's intrinsically evil. And the church is very consistent in her teaching on that. Could, right. you, could you talk about that for a well, second? Well, just, you know, contraception, because for most people, in in many ways, uh, birth control pills, IUDs, diaphragms, thing they are not just preventing conception; they're causing abortions, they're abortifacients, and so they destroy life. They don't just uh, prevent conception, 
but even with those that do prevent conception. Again, we're stepping in and controlling things that we have no right to control. Playing God, so to speak. Yes. When a husband and wife, if they're giving themselves to each other, they must do that totally and completely. That's what love is, total and complete. You can't say, I give you everything except my fertility, except my ability to conceive a child. I'm going to hold that back. We're going to hold that back from each other. That causes more problems in marriages. That's why contraception is one of the main causes of of people splitting up and having difficulty in their marriage. Whereas in a couple who uses natural family planning, where we respect God's design and put our trust in him, the divorce rate is 2 to 4%. That's all compared to the 50 plus percent in the general population. So respecting God's way and his plan does serve us in a wonderful way. And again, that's reflective of the church's teaching on uh, no sex outside of marriage. Exactly, because that's not what you want. You're having sex outside of marriage. You don't want a child. That just complicates it all the more. So they use contraception or hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Again, that's that you're not giving yourself completely in a sexual intercourse outside of marriage. You're not giving yourself completely to the other person. That's not real love. Just that's for the pleasure true. and the feeling of right. the physical feeling of it. Right. Perhaps. Okay. Question 380 that you can asks, why is it permissible to tolerate the killing of another human being in the case of legitimate self-defense? Like I said, we need... Life is precious, and it needs sometimes to be defended. If someone is attacking us, then we have a right to defend ourselves, or someone else might come to our defense. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's okay to kill that person, but we need to be able to stop that person. If, it, if that results in their death, then that's a very unfortunate thing. It's, it's still not a good thing, but it's something that might be necessary to protect other lives. Okay. Now, one point that a lot of our listeners might not be aware of is that the church is actually opposed to capital punishment. So question 381 of the UCAN asks, why is the church opposed to capital punishment? Well, basically, again, it's taking of another human life. And we don't have the authority to do that. Even though they did terrible things, killed people, they could have killed 50 people. But we still do not have the right to take another person's life. And Pope John Paul II made it very clear in the catechism that the only way that you have the right to do that or it's it's necessary is if that is the only way we can protect the society from those acts of evil by that person. But we have prisons. People can be confined. They need to be locked away and confined in prison for the rest of their lives if necessary. But that controls it. If, if they can't, if they, that doesn't do it, then, but he said, that's a very rare, very rare incidence of that. Plus the fact if you kill somebody, take their life because they committed this or that crime. You are also robbing them of the time that they might need to repent and turn back to God. That's a really good point. So we have to respect that too. 
It's unfortunate, it's sad, it's terrible, violence, crimes are all terrible. But that person is still alive. And if they're still alive, then they still can use the grace of God to repent and make reparation for their actions. Okay. And finally, question 382 of the UCAN asks, is it permissible to offer assistance in dying, especially if somebody is suffering horribly? Yes, it happens many times, you know, and uh, sometimes our idea of suffering is, is relative. It's more to some, less to others. But the idea, again, we cannot do anything to hasten someone's death, to cause that death. We can provide comfort and care, but we still must be willing to provide the basics of, of, of food and water. And if that even has to be through a tube, a feeding tube, then that's what it has to be. Other things, you know, respirators and ventilators and machines, those are extraordinary means, and they don't have to be employed. But the basics need to be there. We give comfort to the dying. We don't have the right to push them along or put an end to their suffering. It's not a dog or a cat or a horse or something like that. This is a human being to whom suffering can be redemptive. That's what we must remember. As hard as it is to do, it still can produce wonderful and good things. Well said, Father. We've been listening to Father Joseph Lobbock from Sacred Heart of Jesus Catholic Church in Wadsworth. And this has been your host, Tim Perry, for Faith with Father on Living Bread Radio, reminding you that God loves you more than you can even imagine. Until next time, bye for now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.